Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Both hours. Both of them. One, two, both of them. Thank you, Stubby, very much. Welcome back to the second of the both hours. And uh, we appreciate you tuning us in. We do. Mike Bass and Neil. Give us a call. Give me a call, won't you please? The number, and I have one line occupied right now, so there are two available to you. Should be no problem getting through if you call right now. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. It's as simple as that. This is a time to wrap up a lot of things. Uh, I, one thing I will tell you, and that is that if you are having a lot of tree leaves fall, go ahead and bag them now in your in your mower bag uh, for another week or two. Well, in fact, you ought to bag them now for the next uh, two or three weeks. Don't let them accumulate on top of the lawn. There's too much. There will be too much organic matter there. Uh, once the uh, leaf drop abates a bit, then you can go back to mulching them into the lawn. You may not be there yet. You may not have enough leaves on the lawn each uh, uh, each time you mow. But at some point, when you hit the peak leaf drop, I'd go ahead and put them in the compost or run them through the, the mulcher and then empty the bags beneath your shrubs or uh, around perennials. Don't send them to the landfill. Uh, or best of all, put them in the compost and let them decay for a year, and then you can use them in your flower beds, your vegetable gardens. They are too valuable to send off with the the uh, trash. So anyway, I hope that helps. And uh, that little garden tip is sponsored by Baylor Scott & White Health. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. And I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy. They are the beloved healthcare workers who are out there on the front line. Saw a, a, an ad last night for the frontline workers of Baylor Scott and White Health at a football game, high school football game. And I uh, thought, that's our people. There they are. We owe each and every one of them, of you, a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough, for sticking it out to make sure we're healthy. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day and giving us every ounce of your energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that you and I can show our appreciation to the front line. Get vaccinated. Wear your mask. Those are great ways we can show our support. And share those messages on social media. That's one more big thank you to Baylor Scott and White Health, especially to the front line for all that you do to keep us all safe. Thank you. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, my friend JJ, one of the leaders of the Ace team. And I appreciate him. I appreciate all my Ace dealers. Please let them know that you listen to the program, that you're grateful for their sponsorship. They'll, they, they need to hear that. They're about to renew, and I hope I'm part of their renewal package for 2022. You can help make that happen if you'll just ask for the owner or the manager of the Ace Hardware Store in your neighborhood. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Let me give you the number again. I'd like to see Mike Bass putting some names up on my call screen. It's 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Arlene and Mesquite, you're finally on the air. Thank you for waiting. How can I help you? Well, I have ghost lilies, and usually at this time of year, I have profuse blooms of spikes. This year I only have three, and I notice my bulbs are going into the vegetative stage. All right, I want to know what you're calling ghost lilies. Um, with the, with the red ball of lilies, it, oh. it's just, it comes up with a single uh, green spike with a, a ball of red lilies. All right, and are you you're familiar with spider lilies? I've seen the name, both of them being used. 
on this on that plant? Yes. Okay, I haven't seen ghost lily used. Okay, I, okay. I, during the news, I looked up. Zone. Yeah, during the news, I looked up ghost lily and uh, a different lycoris, uh, spider lilies, lycoris uh, radiata, and then lycoris squamigera. Not to get terribly botanical, the uh, one that's called naked lady lily because it blooms with no leaves on it, with pink flowers, is is the one that that occasionally is called ghost lily. They they all bloom without leaves. Right. Uh, spider lilies. Um, were weird this year. I had uh, I had about a third of mine bloom, and okay. they're through now. They've they've been through for a month, I guess. I I don't know that I had a third. I probably had ten percent of mine bloom, and other years that'll happen too. I don't think it's just because of the cold. Sometimes they they're just not always dependable. Um, I wouldn't worry about it. The fact that you have leaves is great news. Uh, I was worried that they might not make it through the winter because the ground froze so deep during that cold spell. So really, on on balance, I think you're going to be in good shape. Um, I, I want you. I do want you to look up spider lily and Lycoris radiata, L-Y-C-O-R-I-S, and then radiata, R-A-D-I-A-T-A, and see if we're talking about plant. I'm pretty sure we are. I think we are because okay. I've looked it up and I've heard uh, spider lily and yeah. also that genus and species. So yeah, I'm, I'm well, glad it's, it's I'm glad it's going to come through. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Okay, thanks a I'm, bunch. You're welcome a bunch. Thanks for waiting on me. You had to wait a while. Thank you very much. Uh, you're All welcome. Right. All right, folks. That's as easy as it is. Right there. You just call and and uh, she had to wait through the newscast, so that was a little extra time. You won't have much time at all if you uh, to to wait if you'll call right now. That number is eight 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 seven eight seven K L I F eight 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 seven eight seven five five four three. If you get into the perennial chapter of my book, you will see a listing of the 120 best perennials for Texas. That's just one uh, part of one chapter of the book. And that's where you'll find spider lilies and the uh, the naked lily and, and a lot of other bulbs. They're in a separate category all by themselves. The, and, and the fall blooming bulbs are some of the most spectacular. They're so much fun. Uh, but that listing goes on for several pages. It was a great big poster. I still sell the poster. It's ten dollars. But this book is thirty six ninety five. You get you get so much more. Three hundred forty four pages. Eight hundred forty of my best photographs. A hardback print on high quality paper. And it makes a gift that you could proudly give to anybody on your shopping list who has a home or a landscape. It'll it'll be something that they can refer to and use. And uh, people tell me, Neil, I save so much money by following the guidelines in the book. Chapter 2 alone is the big salvation because it is a 48-page word calendar. It, it doesn't have the, the grid. You don't write notes on, on the dates on this one. That's for wall calendars. This is a book. But it's a 48-page uh, perpetual calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And then Chapter 3 is a comprehensive and very detailed chapter on trees. Chapter 4 is shrubs. Then vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in the book, and your satisfaction with the book is completely guaranteed. Remember, 840 of my best photographs are in this book to illustrate all the things I'm trying to, to teach. It makes a great holiday gift, and to that end, through November 15, I am offering the second and third books shipped to the same mailing address, the incredibly low price of just $31 per book. First one at thirty six ninety five, second and third books at $31 each, shipped to the same mailing address. And uh, I always guarantee satisfaction because this book is not in stores and not on Amazon. You don't get to look at it before you buy it. So I'll guarantee your satisfaction. 68,000 copies sold so far, not one request for a refund. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Two ways you can order it. One is by going to my website. The other is by calling my office Monday through Friday. The office phone number is 800 800- 
800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. Gretchen works at my office. She has a relative in the hospital, so she's been in and out a good bit. So it's better to order from the website. But again, the phone number is 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Second, third books, just $31 through November 15. More after this. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone. Leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. All righty, let me tell you about Mueller right now. This is a great company. If you've seen Mueller buildings, you know why I'm so proud to represent them and how uh, how good they could be for you. 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Perhaps you've heard about it. It was in all the papers. Jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. It was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, 90 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products. Understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's a lot longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com. Learn more. Find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553, or stop by one of their 33 locations. This is a great company. That's Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'm Mark Suriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help in great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Every time I hear a rejoinder by Mark, I think about uh, times that I met with him in my first year on the radio with him and with his dad, Jerry. And uh, that was clear back back in, in the late 70s. And they were the representative of a, a lawnmower line. And we've been friends ever since. I really admire Mark and all that he has done in the industry. So good job. So let's go back to the phone lines now. Let's see. We're going to go to Jimmy and Salina. Jimmy, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Sperry. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. It's Neil. What can I do for you? My wife and I have a um, tree line growing on our property in North Salina. And it has hackberry trees that are about 30, 35 years old that are starting to die off. The line where the trees are 
is at about the water level of our rock quarry, which is about 30 feet away from the line. And we were wondering what would be something good to replace them with that would get fairly big, well, get decent size fairly quickly. We're not worried about longevity because we're both close to 60, and we ain't going to be here a long time to see them anyway. All right. What is your goal in putting a line of trees in there? What What is the objective, the reason? It's just looked so pretty on the property for so long. We just love it and hate to see it die out. All right. Describe your property to me. Is it acreage? Yes, sir. I have one acre on a old rock quarry, and along the back of it, there's a spillway, and we've lined that with red tippet which are doing wonderful and then it's got the tree line that comes down the middle and we just wanted something to put some more maybe okay um and so are you looking down into the quarry or up well you wouldn't look up into a quarry so okay um first of all fast growth is not a good plan because all of the fast growing trees have fatal flaws and those fatal flaws can show up in the second or third year that the tree is in the ground so i I just can't find it in my conscience to recommend a fast-growing tree to you um okay that's what i would rather do is compromise and find the best of the what what some would consider to be slow-growing trees for example i don't consider a schumard red oak to be a slow-growing tree it's a moderate growing tree so is chinkapin oak and I would okay. I would consider those as good possibilities. I would consider using eastern red cedar, the native red cedar, because it's a it's a fairly quick grower, and it also makes a beautiful backdrop to things. Um, okay. And and that's what I have on our property. We have eleven acres, and that's what I've used almost exclusively. We have a lot of trees already. And so I didn't need any more shade okay. trees or any more oaks or pecans, but I but I did need some uh, privacy in the winter time when the other trees are bare. And so I I thought, well, I'm just going to get some of our native red cedars. I dug my own; they were about knee high. That's the size you want to get is small, and uh, then plant right. them about 18 or 20 feet apart, and in an irregular pattern, not in a straight row, so that they look fairly yes, natural. Sir. To kind of zigzag them. And they're beautiful. They just if you water them, if you carry water to them for the first two or three summers, then they will take off and just go nuts. You know how pretty they are in the in the hills uh, around Salina. They're they're just beautiful, and they'll do beautifully in your yard. Yeah, we've got a couple, and one in the front, and then one on the side, and they're both gorgeous. Yeah, I that, just didn't know if that was the right tree to continue with, but it well, sounds like it might be. It look it will make your place look like it just. They belong there, and anything else you bring in will look a little bit contrived compared to that. That's why I've used okay. them. I really like the way they look. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Perry. I appreciate it. You are welcome. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. Can't get him to say Neil. Let me see where we are time-wise. i got to get rid of the football scores on my score sheet here. <laughs> I'm as bad as you are, folks, just as bad. Oh, we got time. We're in good shape. Let's go to Todd in Colleyville. We have time. The grammar police are out for me. Let me give you the phone number. It's 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Todd, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I've got I've got a Bermuda lawn and seems to be getting invaded with what I've been told is wild aster. It's a small white flower. Yes, sir. Any tips on how to deal with that? Yeah, I sure do. In fact, I I put it in eGardens this week, and uh, if you go to, I'm I'm going to give you an answer, but I'll also tell you that uh, if you uh, want to see what I wrote about it, you can go to my website to neilspray.com and click on eGardens, and the the current issue uh, is always visible there, and you can see what I wrote. Um, And for anybody who doesn't know the plant we're talking about, that's a good way to double-check it. Uh, roadside aster is is uh, the more common name for it uh, is and and there are people out there and I want to this is a big disclaimer I want to throw out firsthand uh, a lot of people consider it to be a wildflower how can we talk about getting rid of a wildflower and I'm very comfortable in talking about getting rid of this one 
because once it quits blooming two or three weeks uh, later, it doesn't bloom very long, it turns into nasty stubble that can trip you and, and, and cause a person to fall in the winter, and so you don't want to have it out there. It's a terrible nuisance. Uh, roadside aster is, um, is a weed that shows up where the turf grass is not very strong, where it doesn't have enough water or enough uh, uh, fertilizer. And one of the best ways to get rid of roadside aster is to take better care of the turf grass in a given area. Usually we'll see it out by the fence in the back of the yard or behind the fence in the alley or way out by the curb in the front yard. Um, Seldom will you see it close to the faucet where you take really good care of the turf grass. And, And so... That's why I say it's a weed of neglect. If if you neglect your lawn in any way, that's where the roadside aster will show up. And okay, so I I would rather see you buying fertilizer and mowing a little more often and watering uh, a little more often than I would just constantly spraying. You can use a broadleafed weed killer spray containing two four D, a two comma four, and then the letter D is in dandelion. Using that product to kill it. Uh, it, it is a broadleafed weed, even though its leaves are tiny. Uh, but that kind of misses the real point in the whole thing. It's there because there was something uh, that the uh, turf grass was not getting that it needed. And so, okay. uh, you know, that, that kind of, kind of, you can't mow close enough to get rid of it. Um, you'll see it growing in cracks in pavement. You'll see it especially in vacant lots and places where, uh, turf grass is is not growing where it isn't dense enough to crowd it out. But I think I've pretty well covered it. I think, uh, you know, yeah, that's great. I appreciate it. Thanks very take, much. Take good care of your lawn. It'll be the first weed to go. Todd, I appreciate your call very, very much. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, that opens the lines again, and I'll say it again. Love to have them filled, have three lines, and the number is 888-787-KLIF, 888 888- Seven eight seven five five four three. Call right now, please, won't you? Eight 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 seven eight seven five five four three. Well, let me see what we need to talk about, and we'll get to our tiny garden tip and keep ourselves on time for a change. That would be nice. Callaway's Nursery, good thing to talk about. These are beautiful garden centers staffed by great people in the nursery industry. Callaway's has everything you need to add color and beauty to your autumn landscape, including a huge selection of cheerful and bright Matrix pansies. Matrix pansies are great in your flower beds and container gardens, on your patio, at your entryway. They add a welcoming splash of color to any place. They're big four-inch pots. Regular price is $1.99 each, but they're on sale for 20% off. You'll want to stop by your neighborhood Callaway's soon to pick out your favorites. Callaway's hand-selects Matrix pansies specifically for their extra-large blooms, unique colors, and lasting power. You'll love them in your landscape all the way through spring. They look delicate, but they can really handle the highs and lows of our weather in North Texas. For best results, be sure to use Callaway's Premium Flower Food. It's specially formulated to provide your pansies with that extra boost for bigger, brighter, happier blooms. Matrix pansies provide outstanding performance for maximum satisfaction, just like everything you've come to expect from Callaway's Nursery. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best, everything backed, with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit any of their 21 community open-air locations or order online at Callaways.com. C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y-S.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6, and there is not a more beautiful day in the fall than today to get by Callaways. Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaways.com. When you wake up. Crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information. 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter, free as in you'll not be charged, you'll never be charged, and that's kind of a bargain, you know? 
It comes directly from my computer to your email box Thursdays, just a little after 6 p.m. I spend about a day, day and a half a week writing eGardens, and I hope you enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. We have about 78,000 subscribers to eGardens, and we'd love to have you. If you want to see what it looks like, go to neilsperry.com. That's where you subscribe to it. But like I say, it's always free, and uh, you'll see it there. We leave the most recent issue. As soon as it publishes, then it automatically defaults right to our website. So you can see eGardens. Scroll down just beyond the sign-up information. That's where the most recent issue is visible. Now sign up for it, and you'll get it every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. There always is a featured question of the week, something I've been asked repeatedly. There always is a featured plant of the week, something that's very timely for that time of the year. And you'll also have Gardening This Weekend, where I point out the 10 or 15 things that are most critical for you to get done that week. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at it and then sign up at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. So the question today is how can you landscape a long, narrow area, maybe with a wall on one side and concrete on the other like a walk? Well, sometimes you can use large containers to introduce height to a narrow space. If you're landscaping a bed between a wall and a sidewalk, you might be able to let a grouping of pots extend a few inches out onto the paved surface. If so, plant colorful annuals and tropical plants. Choose at least one with a vertical habit to fill the empty wall space. You could even use a trellis within one of the larger pots and grow a tropical vine on it. You might also consider wall pots and baskets hung from the eaves to break up the vertical expanses of hard surfaces. Make sure the roof can support the weight of the baskets. Remember that plants hung against a brick or wooden wall may be exposed to harsh sun and temperatures, so choose only the most durable types. There are lots of good options. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Everywhere you go, you hear about eGardens. Well, that's the goal, and I hope you'll go out and spread that word to help. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Spread that word, too. You know, when somebody says, well, can I get that at the big box store? I say, oh, gosh, don't say that in here. Go to Ace Hardware. They're nicer to you. They care. They're the ones who greet you when you come in the door. They're the ones who want to help you. They're the ones who will assign somebody to you. It's, assign is not the right word, but they'll ask what you what help they can provide, and then they'll find the best person in the entire store to help you with that, the person who specializes in paint or in plumbing or whatever it is. So you'll get help from somebody who really knows what they're talking about, not somebody who just hired on or not somebody who just uh, last week was working and something totally unrelated. That's not the way it works at ACE. ACE, they get the specialists, and you get to work with them so that you're going to succeed with your task. That's one of the maybe 300 reasons that I am proud to represent ACE Hardware here to you. October is Fire Safety Month at ACE. Stop by your locally owned North Texas ACE retailer. Find a great deal on First Alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarms just 44.99 with your ace rewards card regular price 64.99 a limit of two first alert 10-year series of smoke and carbon monoxide uh, alarms is the definitive edition of this revolutionary line of alarms a leap in technology has eliminated the need for ever to power or charge this unit with batteries powered by sealed 10-year lithium batteries to provide continuous protection for those 10 years without battery replacement. End-of-life signal alerts you when the alarm needs to be replaced. The, there's a 10-year limited warranty on it, and remember, the first alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarm is just $44.99 with your ACE Rewards card, regular price $64.99, limit of two, and you can sign up and get it right away when you go into ACE. It's a simple thing, and you're going to like what you get with ACE hardware always, especially the help. ACE is the place with those helpful hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. Colin Powell dedicated his extraordinary life. To Believe in America with all your heart. 
heart and soul. Inflation is elevated. Continued shortages. The mandates are working. This hypersonic missile. We don't know how to stop it. Infrastructure. Although it's a smaller bill. More taxes. More debt. The freedom to vote. Safely. Take over all of state elections. Alec Baldwin fired that prop gun. Human remains found of Brian Laundry. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. Let me tell you about my website briefly here, and then we'll get right back to our phone lines. They're filled right now. Uh, if you go to neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, you'll find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. That's a big part of the website. That was a book I wrote several years ago, and the publisher went out of business. I said, well, okay, I'm just going to put that on the website for free. So there you are. It's there. FAQs, 1,001 of them. I've added about 30 more, so it's even a bargain more. Um, also at neilsperry.com, that's where you sign up for my eGardens. Have we, have we told you about eGardens? And it's also where you can buy my latest book, Lone Star Gardening, with that special Christmas sale offer going on right now for a limited time. All of that and so much more at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. I'm Michael Stone from Stone's Ace Hardware in Casa View in East Dallas. Whether you're looking for help with your home, your garden, your grilling, or even your home brewing, come see Jen and I at the corner of Gus Thomason and Ferguson. And now back to Neil. Michael and Jen, a husband and wife team there, they it's a kind of a life dream for them to own that store. They love it. Go in and, and tell them hi. And please let all the Ace Hardware dealers know that you listen to the program and that you're grateful for their sponsorships. Let's go to Gay and Kaufman. Gay, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. Um, Appreciate your call. <laughs> listen, I have been living in horror of a particular plant for, I've really only noticed it in the last couple of years, but it's extremely invasive and it takes over pastures in an alarming fashion and i noticed it had taken over a corner of one of my pastures and and i went down to to pull it out you know just literally pull it out by the roots and i thought at least i could slow it down and my neighbor happened to come out and visit and she said it was called snow on the prairie and i i did some investigation and it's an annual and so at least whenever i pulled up you know, we'll, we'll keep that corner of my pasture free. But I wanted to know, you, you just were talking to somebody about, like, overseeding in an area where some turf isn't that good. And I always kind of reseed my pastures. So I was wondering if I, you know, find areas where it's invaded, because there's one other that it's invaded. And if I, um, right now, it'll be ryegrass. And if in the spring I also plant um like overseed with bermuda grass if that might be able to stop it i would think mowing would stop it you break the cycle of its producing seed it's going to be gone uh, i, I but, would think that would all, be all that you would have to do a broadleaf weed killer spray would kill it i don't work in right. pastures that's an agronomist job but uh, but if you have a, a clear shot at it without a uh, chance of doing damage to trees or I guess there could be shrubs out in, in a pasture, but but you could kill with a broadleaf weed killer spray earlier in the season, but I would think mowing would be all you'd have to do. It's been in bloom for two months, so you have a lot of seed already cast on the on the ground now. But it's mowing. A, for My folks lesson. who don't know it, it's a it's a, a lovely uh, some think uh, tall wildflower about thigh high that is uh, Actually, sister to not not even distantly related, but very closely related to poinsettias. Well, my worry about mowing, my lessee just mowed, and see, I can't use um, I can't use a, any kind of herbicide on it because of the cows, and you know I wouldn't want to hurt the cows. But I was afraid that that he's you know in mowing that it's spreading whatever seeds. Not if you not if plant. you mow it just as it comes into bloom, there won't be any seed. And check the label on uh, the herbicides. I, I, it's been a long time since I worked alongside my father, but that was his research for Texas A&M. That's what he did for his entire career, was work with the sheep and goat raisers, not cattle. Well, he worked with cattle raisers, too. And uh, they were using uh, uh, weed killers right in the pastures to, to control 
uh, weeds, uh, bitter weed, and a lot of others that they did not want around the the livestock. Check the label, and it will it will give you those warnings. That would be an agricultural label, and I never look at those. It's not not something we use around homes. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Mowing at the time of first bloom or first floral bracts would stop it in its tracks. It would not have a chance to make seed that way. So anyway, thank you, Gay, very much. We go to Wes in Colleyville. Wes, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Wes, would, uh, or, uh, Neil, I'm sorry. Would, would you talk briefly about azaleas? I seem to remember that several years ago or several months ago that you said that you did not recommend them for North Texas. Oh, no. Am I accurate? No. <laughs> okay. No, I never, never said that. Okay. All right. Well, I misunderstood. Yeah. So you would recommend them for this area? Well, let me, let me, be careful what I'm agreeing to here because I get quoted all over the place and I want to be quoted correctly. They are a high-maintenance shrub because they require a great deal of soil preparation. If you are going to, prior to planting, if you're going to plant azaleas, it's going to cost you much more to prepare the soil for them to do it properly than it will to buy the plants. You may, you may spend $50 on the plants and $200 to get the bed ready for them. Okay. All right. Well, that really pretty well answers my question. I was mistaken about what I thought I had heard before. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. Thank you. Azaleas require very acidic uh, planting soils, folks, and we do not have that here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area by and large. There is a narrow band of, of red soil that comes down through uh, uh, parts of Denton and parts of uh, Louisville, and down through parts of the mid-cities, H-E-B, and to the old ballpark in Arlington, and uh, down down toward Mansfield. And I kind of lose my bearings when I get beyond that. Uh, and that soil will be neutral or slightly acidic, not enough so for azaleas, but it will be a big head start. The problem comes in that our, our irrigation water is out of area reservoirs, and that water is more alkaline than the soil is. And when you try to grow azaleas in a in a an alkaline environment, whether it's the soil or the water, irrigation water, uh, iron becomes the challenge. Iron is insoluble in alkaline conditions, and these plants need a great deal of iron. And so you you uh, you plant them in a situation where they have alkalinity, then the iron becomes insoluble. It's tied up, and they can't get enough iron, so they turn yellow. And you can't add iron very effectively because the same thing happens to it. And so you use a soil acidifier with iron, sulfur, to do that. But after a while, it just becomes almost untenable. You can't get enough sulfur into the soil. And so to be successful with azaleas, you really need to plant, uh, 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 you need to prepare the soil with totally artificial mix, 18 inches deep. I'd like to recommend nine of it below ground and nine of it above grade, and that would be half sphagnum peat moss and half finely ground pine bark mulch. That's why it's expensive to prepare a bed for azaleas. Then every year you come back and top dress with several inches of that same mix uh, just because it settles and packs and decays, and so you have to add some fresh organic matter on top. And it'll it'll work out all right, but after eight or ten years, you probably will need to dig it all out, replace it, and start with new plants. That's uh, that's a lot of work for people, but they're beautiful. I recommend using azaleas uh, in limited numbers in front of dark evergreens like hollies, or against a dark background because they're kind of bare in the winter time, and they show better if they have a nice dark background. All right, we go to Wayne in San Angelo. Wayne, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, Neil. Uh, always enjoy your show. It's always educational. Thank you. Um, I'm having a problem the last couple of years in various landscapes that I take care of with Pride of Houston yoponds and dwarf yoponds dying back from the top down, particularly the Pride of Houston. And then it'll be putting out new shoots, you know, somewhere around what's dying back, but they eventually, over a year or two, will die all the way back to the ground. And I find no bugs, no fungus or anything on them, and I've been planting those things for 25 years, and they've been trouble-free till the last two years. Right. What? And, uh, how old are these plants that are dying? Are these 25 years old, or is it? Oh, is it, I would you know, imagine most of them have been there about 20 years. Hmm. 
have they been pruned much? Uh, some of them get uh, pruned more regularly for a certain specific shape, and others we let grow naturally, depending on how they want it to look. Right. Um, I live in McKinney, or outside McKinney, and I have dwarf yopons now. We've been in our home 44 years, and I have some dwarf yopons that are in their third iteration now. I've had to replace them a couple of times because I don't want them waist high, and they do get, as you know, they do get pocket high anyway. And uh-huh. so I do shear them each February, one time each year, and then let them grow the balance of the year. But they get worn out after a while. And so I find that it's easier just to replace them and get some good, fresh, vigorous growth. And, and so I don't know if it might be something like that. If you're, if you're pruning them a lot, they may be just worn out. I'm not aware of any, I'm not aware of any disease or insect that would be causing them to die back. Now, the pride of Houston, I'm not so sure I understand why that would happen. I've had, uh, it's an extremely rare situation, but I've had one uh, tree form yopon that, that became a favorite hanging out place for a woodpecker. And, <laughs> and I lost a couple of trunks on that one, and finally had to take the whole plant out due to that. But that was really an isolated situation I've only seen a couple of times. Well, I don't know what to tell you. They grow wild and it's rocky and everything and never get watered or fertilized or anything. And they seem to, even with the deer rubbing on them all the time, seem to survive. But uh, none of these have completely died because they keep putting out new stuff from the bottom. But right. you just hate to see something that you've been growing to a certain height to start dying back. From no, the I understand that. The uh, You're talking about having lived in another region where they were native? I missed part of that. Is that what you were saying? Just a few miles east of here on the ranches, as you go for, towards central Texas, uh, they're growing all over the ranches down yeah, there. Yeah, I got that. It's it's more than a few miles. It's a, also a lot more humid. I grew up in College Station, and they were native there everywhere. I mean, thickets everywhere. And you go west from there, you don't go too far before you run out of them, maybe 50 or 75 miles, I don't remember. But it's, you know, they don't go... They don't go forevermore in, into central and west Texas. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. It may it may be the low humidity and very uh, droughty conditions of the last 20 years may have taken a toll. I'm well, not. They're, they're all going. in uh, irrigated landscapes. I know, but the low humidity is still a, it still takes a toll. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I've lost yeah. a few here and there, and I can't explain it on mine. I'll tell you, um, I live in West Texas all my life, and humidity used to be 5% with a swamp cooler. Yeah. And now it's so high, we've got to have refrigerated air everywhere the last 20 years. Well, all it's right. It's definitely grown up, but I just, yeah. it's bugging me. I've had other guys look at them, and nobody seems to have an answer, but they're having some of them in their landscapes, too. Yeah. Doing this, and uh, just never had a problem to these last two years. Well, I, I probably, in the case of dwarf yopons, probably have 200 in my own landscape, and have for the 45 years, and I've, I've probably lost two or three of them. I lost some after last winter. Uh, they did not come back well, and I've, I've taken them out. And uh, I lost some after um, after 2011, after the drought, even though I kept them watered properly. So it, it I think a lot of it has to be with the weather, but I don't know. So I, I just need to leave it at that, Wayne. I, I don't have the answer for you. I wish I did. What do you think about the mountain laurels? They're doing the same thing in a few yards, and they. Well, I think that I think the mountain laurel could be uh, cold as as uh, as cold as it was last winter. You're you're a ways north of their native home, and they certainly they certainly were hurt last winter in in much of the state. A lot of things were hurt strangely, and it's just now showing up on a lot of them. Yeah. So I, I don't, other than the uh, genista moth, I don't know of any insect or disease that bothers them. So I got to run, but I, I wish I could help you. It, it's, uh, that's, those are enigmas, especially the hollies. Appreciate your call very, very much. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening and invite you to, uh, to get a copy if you'd like. And better yet, if you're interested in getting copies to give as Christmas gifts, this is your chance. The, uh, the short form of this is that I have the sale price going on right now. It's $36.95 plus tax and postage for the regular price. If you buy one copy, that's what you would pay. But you get the second and third copies if you'd like to buy 
couple of extras for $31. You can give them as Christmas gifts, but that special runs out on November 15. I have to have extra time to get them signed and in the mail, and the Postal Service is saying, give us extra time. We can't get enough manpower. You're hearing that everywhere you go right now. And so November 15 is the cutoff date that I've assigned to this uh, for this special offer. The uh, regular price, $36.95. Second and third books shipped to the same mailing address, just $31. That's a deal. This is a book that's a hardback printed on high-quality paper in San Antonio and uh, 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. I sign every copy as it sells, and I guarantee your satisfaction, or I'll refund every penny. 68,000 copies sold, not one request for a refund yet. 11 chapters cover lawns and landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables. I think you'll like this book very, very much. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants for every part of Texas. Again, the two ways you can order, since it's not in stores, not on Amazon, you can order it by calling my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That number is 800-752-GROW. Now, Gretchen's in my office. However, she has a relative in the hospital, and so you need to you need to order from my website most likely. But the office number, again, 800-752-4769. The better way is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. They are great. I told you that last hour. Best it gets. Wortham Brothers Roofing. Let me tell you about advanced foundation repair. How would it be if you had a great roof and a bad foundation? That wouldn't be any better. Let's get the foundation fixed also. Let them come out and do their free home inspection on your foundation. They bring some pretty sophisticated equipment. If there are problems in the foundation, they will show them to you. They will show you exactly where they are and what they are. And then they'll tell you what it would cost to get them fixed if uh, if they detect any kind of a problem. I hope you don't have a foundation problem. Nobody wants to have that. That's not glamorous. That's not fun and hopefully you don't have them. If that's the case, they'll tell you, hey, no problem here, thanks for calling us. They'll leave a card and they'll invite you to call them back if you feel that a problem has cropped up. But if you already know that you have a foundation problem, if the doors and windows are not operating properly, if you're seeing the tape and bed work splitting away from the walls, if you see uh, nails popping out of the walls or you have cracks in the tile or the grout or whatever, you need to call Advanced Foundation Repair leaders in their industry, the first ever to give you a lifetime warranty of their work. That's 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. I'm Dan Meyer from Sline Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Dan, very much. One of the nicest Ace Hardware stores you will find anywhere you travel. So, hope you will get in there. I am joined right now by my pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, just a little northwest of downtown McKinney. Tommy, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. It is a beautiful day in McKinney, Texas. It's the best, isn't it? It's just great. It's a great time for gardening, a great time for uh, bird watching or bird hunting, not not hunting with the gun, hunting to see if you can find any. They're kind of hiding, aren't they, right now? Oh, yeah. We're we're right in between seasons. A lot of our uh, summer birds have left or migrating. Uh, Our winter birds haven't quite arrived. Uh, we're we're right now in the time of the butterflies. We've got butterflies all over the place right now, Neil. Aren't they uh, pretty? The monarchs are my, oh, yeah. The, the monarchs are migrating, and there are 
so many different kinds. Right now is a great time to go out with your children, your grandchildren, and see what different kinds of butterflies you can see. We uh, are seeing a lot of them, and they're high up going through the trees, and they're, they're 30, 40 feet up in the trees. It, it really is pretty, and, and uh, so many. I don't know that I can identify a lot of the butterflies. There are some wonderful butterfly books out there and, uh, and, and bird books. You need to stock up on your bird books and have them ready and get your feeders cleaned and ready and get a supply of bird feed in because when will the, when will the migrating birds really start to arrive, Tommy? Probably another three or four weeks. Yeah, it'll be a little, it, you've got enough time to get your bird feeders down and clean them out. Take your hummingbird feeders. We're done with those. Clean those up, put them up for the winter. Uh, scrub up your other bird feeders and, and get good seed out because, uh, uh, our, our winter birds will be coming. Our go, our finches and our juncos and, uh, all those little birds will be coming down soon. So get your bird feeders ready and get your binoculars cleaned up. Yeah, absolutely. The birds are on their way, have their bags packed, and they're headed this way. We uh, we went to the McKinney-Boyd football game last night, and Joseph was with us. He and Nolan went out on the on the veranda there by the, the school board suite, and they came running back, and there's a bat out there hanging on the wall, a bat. And that bat stayed there, didn't, uh, didn't dance to the music or didn't do anything, didn't fly away, didn't do anything. And we said, no, you don't get near the bat. Just leave it alone. It's not going to hurt you, but it's also not anything you want to get around. And so why don't we talk about bats next week? Would that work? You know, it's Halloween weekend. Let's talk about bats. That'll be so much fun. I think that would be great. And unless, you know, unless a pastor gets, gets something, a wedding or, you know, something, something else. (laughs) So you never know. You're in a business where you never know. You never, so you tell, never, you never know. You never know. Tell so, folks about the First United Methodist Church. How do they? How do they find the church? How do they find us online? Tell us about it. Oh yeah. So so check out our website sharingtheheart.org, and you can find out all the information about First United Methodist Church and the Methodist Church in Melissa. And we have worship services live and online, uh, in person. However you want. However you feel comfortable. Uh, Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10.05, 11.10, uh, in three different venues on two different campuses. And we are just, we are just thankful uh, to be able to come together. Our COVID numbers are going down. That's really encouraging right now. It sure is. So. Booster <laughs> shots are out there. Lynn's had hers. I'm getting mine early next week. And, and there we Good. go. And Tommy Good. is grateful for the website so he doesn't have to give all those times, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> And folks, it's 315 North Church Street in downtown McKinney, and, and uh, I hope you will join us. It's a wonderful oh, church. Come, come to worship and then go down on the square and get a little lunch and walk around, do a little shopping. Yes. It's a great place to spend a Sunday. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Thank you, Tommy. God bless you, Neil. Thank you so much. Folks, I appreciate you as well. Mike Bass has produced this program, and he's done a pretty good job of it, by golly. He uh, took rags and made riches out of it for us. He always makes me sound better than I should. We'll be on WBAP tomorrow morning, Sister Station, 8 until 10, so tune in then as well. Hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.